That's the sound of the band director's marching band playing 76 trombones during the Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California on New Year's Day. Accompanied by a large float, the band marched the traditional five-and-a-half-mile parade route in front of thousands of spectators and a national television audience. What you might not know is that a teacher from the Indian River School District was a member of that band and got to take part in one of America's oldest traditions. I'm Dave Mall, and we will be covering two topics on today's episode. First, we're going to speak with Sussex Central High School Choral Director and Assistant Marching Band Director Phoebe Marvel, who had the unique opportunity to march in the annual Rose Parade as a member of the Band Director's Marching Band. Then we'll hear from Greg Hockman, a college and career counselor at Indian River High School. Greg will talk to us about a special career and trade fair that will be held at the school on February 23rd. First, let's hear Phoebe Walls share her experience at the Rose Parade. So Phoebe, what is the band director's marching band? Um, this was the first time anything like this has ever happened uh, in the Rose Bowl Parade. It, it um, was a marching band, 300 capped members, but I think by the end of it, about 270 of solely band directors from across the United States and, and Mexico. So everybody who was there taught music, was retired, was retired army veteran, some, something like that, military band music teacher at some level from elementary all the way to college, college band. Well, you said there were 270 members from, um, from the U.S. and Mexico. How did you come to be selected for the band? The Delaware Music Educators Association had received this advertisement from the uh, organization running the program and forwarded it to all the music educators in Delaware through our newsletter, our monthly newsletter in, I think, August of this past, this you know, beginning of the school year, advertising it. And I said, oh, well, that's cool. I'm not really a band director. I'm actually the choir director, but I thought, I'll give it a shot. I don't know. All the band directors in Delaware are usually pretty busy running everything else. So <laughs> I'll try it. And I applied. And this had apparently been organized for the 2021 New Year's Day parade, but had been postponed due to COVID. So they still, after all two years of, of ramping this up, had not had anyone from Delaware. So I got selected because I think I was the only one that applied. <laughs> <laughs> now, how special was it being the only person from Delaware in the band? Uh, it was a lot of fun and not as special as you would think coming from Delaware. You know, you're, I'm always like, oh, well, I'm Delaware. And nobody's ever like, I know someone from Delaware. But there were a lot of one represented. There's one person from Wisconsin. There was like one person for Alaska. And so... Everybody just kind of was like, oh, Delaware, you know, and I, I thought it would be a bigger deal, but I guess not. It was a big deal for Delaware, but not for everybody else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about, about why this particular band was unique for the Rose Parade, because it wasn't just a band, correct? Right. So the first is unique on two levels. And the first level being that it was entirely comprised of band directors. Normally the Rose Parade, which is very selective about any applicant, but namely it's high school and college marching bands, you know, a lot of local high school bands or far away high school bands will combine district bands so that they can afford to be able to go to a trip like this or have a big enough band to take up a required amount of space. Um, but this was the first time that it was band directors, which is fun for all those kids to see their, their teacher marching and participating in something like this. And it was also the first time that we were actually accompanied by a float. And it was very important to the organizers of this program 
not to take up a, a space in the parade away from a high school or a college band that, you know, wouldn't get their chance to be there. So they registered as a float and the idea was to have the float with us anyway, so that they could shout it from the rooftop, rooftops, what music educators do, and then show everybody what we do by having us all march down the street behind and then in front of the float. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the neat things that happened, and you can tell me what this was like being a member of the band, when it, when it got in front of the grandstand area, the band at that point was in front of the float. Then it sort of divided and went to each side of the street, and then the float came right down the middle. And then the band came back together again and you followed the float from that point on. What was yeah. that? Like? Was that tough to maneuver? I, what, that street wasn't really that wide. I mean, was it, uh, what was that like trying to play and maneuver at the same time? Um, it was such a, a panic moment because honestly, before this, I hadn't really watched the Rose Parade. So they were making all these, the directors were making all these references about TV corner. And <laughs> when we get around here, it's only this far away from the grandstands where we're getting judged. And so I was like in the music, where am I starting this routine? Because we had drill written out for it. But again, we only had three days of rehearsal. We got out to California and it was raining for two of those days. So we kind of threw it all together the day before. And there were all these contingencies in place uh, for like, well, if these lines from uh, D to A at the front of the, per uh, front of the parade block, don't, if you turn around and the float is still there, don't move. Just wait for the float to move because they had to do all of this. Uh, it was like a real life math problem. They had to time the float driving at two miles an hour up to five miles an hour with the space and the music and, and the drill that we were doing, it all had to be timed perfectly. And um, I think we almost pulled it off. I don't think it was quite all the way through us, but it was, I think it was kind of like the moon landing where you're like, we have all of this mapped out, but until we get there, we don't really know <laughs> what's going to happen. Well, I have to say with, with only three days of rehearsal and with having to do some pretty tricky maneuvers, I thought the band sounded pretty, pretty darn good. Thank you. It was it was amazing to be surrounded by that music. It's such an experience. And what instrument did you play? I played mellophone, which is like a marching French horn. So our military bands will actually march with a French horn instrument, but a lot of um, college bands, high school bands will march with a forward facing horn. And um, that is also what I marched at the University of Delaware uh, when I was in their marching band. Um, now that the parade route was pretty long, actually, about five and a half miles. Can you describe just the experience in general of going through you know, th this event that millions of people are watching and have watched for over 100 years? Um, so knowing that it was five and a half miles, they they started preparing us early in our monthly newsletters, because while I have graduated, I graduated college three years ago, something like that, you know, there was a steep drop off in my athletic lifestyle after college into <laughs> teaching. But some of these people were retired, have been retired for 10 years, have been teaching for 40 years, all this kind of stuff. So they, um, I was standing next to someone in his seventies who was marching with his grandson on, he was on mellophone and his grandson was on tuba, which was a really cool experience for them. And it was tough. I remember um, with Sussex Central's marching band doing the Christmas parades in Georgetown, Millsboro and Milton and counting like there's the, the longest one. I think there is like three miles. I think the it's either Millsboro or Georgetown. It's like a three mile parade. And I was like, OK, I'm halfway there. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head preparing for this this route. And gosh, by the end of it, we were so exhausted and our horns were like facing the ground. We couldn't even hold them up in our arms anymore. And our lips were so tired. But 
we were all just like smiling and having a great time. Can't believe we did that. We made it. We made it as every, as everybody was saying. <laughs> what, what other activities did you participate in uh, while you were in Pasadena? Cause I did see a picture of you at the Rose Bowl also. Were there other things that the, that the band directors did while they were there? Um, so we got to go see the stadium uh, on that dreary rainy day. And we got a very nice group photo from Joel Esch um, photography out front of that stadium and there was, yeah, there was band fest where group, all of the marching bands in the parade go to a local stadium, the Pasadena, I think high school stadium or community college stadium and perform for an audience of, of band fans. And that is always so fun because these people are the people, the parents that follow their kids around to high school band competitions. They're the people that follow Drum Corps International. They follow the college bands and they're at the band crowd. And, and it's always fun to perform for people who really, really want to see you. Well, I had heard you had mentioned the weather and I noticed uh, some of the photos from the other activities. Uh, you guys looked a little wet, but uh, it, it had rained for several days before the day of the Rose Parade. And then the weather was almost perfect the day of the parade. Am I correct on that? Yes, it was some kind of Los Angeles record and you would turn on the weather channel and the the hills and the dri the drives up in the mountains would all have sandbags on them so that when the flooding came down the street, you know, their houses wouldn't get swept away and the hotel roof, it was a nice hotel, it was a Marriott, but the the roof had started leaking because they never ever get that much rain there. And it was actually pretty cold. It was not a sunny California trip like we thought it would be. Well, my my mom and my husband went and they got to go as non-marchers. They got to go to like Santa Monica Pier and see the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all these other like the farmer's market, all these local things um, while I was rehearsing. And they were they were drowned rats by the end of it. <laughs> but the weather for the parade was amazing overall did you kind of look at that look at this as something something of kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity when it was either when it was going on or when it was over a hundred percent it was um it was something that i was nervous for to to go out and do i felt underqualified i was like oh these band directors are have years and years under their belt there's some famous names in the in the band world that were out there um people who my college directors know and and are excellent musicians out in the field today and i was like i'm this little choir teacher from sussex county and i don't know that i belong here and i was nervous really for the first couple of days and then we started performing and then suddenly it was the day of the parade as well and i was just like wow i cannot believe I get to do this. And I would say that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but it was met with such like resounding success and, and joy from everyone that witnessed it, that people saw it on TV and started emailing the directors immediately and said, when can I sign up for the next time? When can we do this again? So maybe I'll get the chance to go again. That would be really something that'd be fun. Yeah, that would, that would be great. Wouldn't it? But before we, before we wrap it up, I do know, I know that you want to kind of put a special plug in for the, for the actual foundation that sponsored the band. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, the Michael D. Sewell Foundation came about a couple years ago when the namesake passed away and he, I didn't know anything about this before going to the program, but it meant something to me because it seems like there is, is this kind of idol of the band world in, in little sectors of it. And so here on the East Coast, a lot of us know the George N. Parks Foundation and these these are band directors that were completely life devoted to giving kids the opportunity for music education in whatever capacity that might be putting on a show, 
um, and putting on a, a darn good show too, like making, making it go all out. And so this foundation is located in Pickerington, Ohio, and is now set up to um, provide opportunities uh, specifically to the Rose Bowl um, and helping bands get out there to perform at that parade for these for these life changing experiences. And, and I feel really well connected having gone out there and met and made friends from almost every state meeting people from college to elementary to middle school to high school bands so that I can exchange ideas. And we are going to try to program each other's music. Anybody who has done any composing, we're going to try to compose music and form relationships with our bands across the country. And so it's all just about giving as much opportunity to our students as we possibly can, because that is the only reason that you become a music teacher is to give music to your students. I want to thank Phoebe for taking the time to share her Rose Parade experience with our listeners. High School will be hosting a special career and trade fair on February 23rd to give district students and their families exposure to career paths in Sussex County that do not require a four-year college degree. I was recently joined by college and career counselor Greg Hockman to discuss this event. Greg, tell us about the career and trade fair. Uh, Our career and trade fair is going to be at the Indian River High School gym on Wednesday, February 23rd at 6 p.m. And what is the purpose of the event? You know, to be completely honest with you, it truly is to give students and families of the Indian River School District exposure to multiple career and trade opportunities that are available to them right here in their own backyard in Sussex County. And uh, the event is specifically targeting businesses that do not require four-year college degrees for employment. You know, however, sometimes there there might need to be an apprenticeship or maybe a certificate or on-the-job training uh, required for that career and or advancement in that career. We'll get to the four-year degree aspect of it in just a minute, but um, how many how many employers do you have signed up right now? Because I understand it keeps growing. Yeah, you know, uh, today was my deadline that uh, I was giving to local employers and businesses. And um, as of uh, today, I have 35 local employers I have three local branches of the National Guard. I have the Army National Guard. I have the Delaware Air National Guard, and I have the Navy Reserves. And then I've got two um, kind of uh, groups that are just here for support and career advancement. I have the Quiet Resorts Chamber of Commerce coming, and I also have Sussex Tech Adult Ed Division coming. And uh, they're here for a very specific reason, and that is, Dave, that There's going to be HVAC companies here, uh, electrical companies here. And in order to get your master electrician or to become a master plumber, uh, Sussex Tech offers, you know, the uh, career uh, development and the certificates and the training that are needed in the evening. Can you name a few of the businesses that are going to participate? Um, I mean, I've got what I think is is a really nice variety of businesses. Um, I I have the Shell Brothers coming. I have uh, Mount Air coming. I have Hooked Restaurant Group. I have Sodell Restaurant Group. I have Custom Mechanical, Delaware Department of Correction, Wawa, uh, State Farm. I have, my goodness, I have Keller Williams, Caldwell Banker, 
we can go on and on. Now, you, you had told me you were hoping for when you started organizing it to get 25 and you far exceeded that, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, when I first started and I was, you know, uh, talking to the principal, Mike Williams and the assistant principal, Will Revels, I was like, guys, you know, my my goal of this is to to get 20. And if I'm lucky enough to get 20, I'll probably shoot for 25. And I, and I was going to consider that a success. And, <laughs> you know, then I just kept going. And then I kind of started to do a little pre-advertising and folks were seeing that. And then they were reaching out to the school and asking to speak to me. And, you know, now we're at a total of, of 40 participants. That's terrific. Uh, that, I think it's really going to be a nice event. Uh, I want to get back to something, though, that you had said earlier. Basically, the career, the career and trade fair is going to be to kind of expose kids to occupations that don't require a four-year college degree. Why is this important, Greg? Well, you know, I think honestly, Dave, I think it just gives students options. And I think that's so valuable to have now options. If you think about it like this, the cost of a four-year degree can easily exceed $100,000 right now over, over your four years. That can easily lead to college graduates still paying off debt well into their, their early 30s. So having careers and trades that are available to our students that don't require a four-year degree, I, th- I think is really important. And uh, like I said, I think it just really gives everyone, everyone an option. As a career counselor, do you find that for some students, maybe college isn't always the best option right, right after high school? It, it's really not always the case. You know, um, I recently read an article, Dave, that about four out of 10 high school seniors won't actually be going directly to college. And, you know, that's about 40% uh, of, of our high school senior class that could and should benefit from an event like this. And, you know, if you start to kind of break down the numbers, currently IR has 224 seniors. And that would mean that 90, 90 seniors in the class of 2022 will be looking for work directly after high school. That's a lot of kids. Now, is it possible that, that some of these employers actually might hire some people right on the spot? Yeah, you know, uh, great question. Absolutely. Um, Bayside Resort Golf Club, they're hoping to find uh, students with a passion to learn more about uh, agronomy. And agronomy is actually uh, soil management. Uh, no degree is required. And Bayside has shared with me that they are really looking for someone that's interested in that and learning more about it. They have a lot of other positions as well that they're looking to hire and fill. They have food and beverage positions. They have recreation, marketing, and events. And just earlier this week, I had a phone call from a company in Del Mar, Crystal Steel Fabricators. And uh, just through my conversation with uh, the gentleman that I was speaking to, they're the East Coast leading steel fabricator. I did not know that. Uh, They have multiple locations, but their first and original location is in Del Mar. And over the next few years, Dave, they're looking to hire 40 plus young people. Uh, They're looking to find uh, welders, steel fitters and CDL drivers, and they'll provide on the job training as part of the employment with with crystal steel um, fabricators. And there's good money to be made in some of these occupations, correct? Yeah, I um, remember an event that I was at several years ago and a uh, local car dealership owner was presenting and he was sharing with, with the group that if, if he has 
a good painter in his company. So, you know, you, you get into an accident, you, you bring your car and it needs to be repainted. So this person is sanding, taping, doing all the prep work, and then doing the painting in the booth. He said, they're going to make well over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're wow. never going to step foot on a four-year campus. Welders in this area are in high demand right now, and they're going to make, you know, really good money. And, you know, another one that, you know, I've been promoting a lot when I go into the classrooms is real estate agents. If you're dynamic and you can hustle, you're, you're a people person, you know, you're willing to be flexible with your hours, you know, kind of work sometimes on call, you can make some good money right now out there as a real estate agent. You can do a real estate course, Dave, in three months and then take the Delaware uh, licensure exam and pass it. And within three months, you're a, you're a licensed Delaware realtor. A good friend of mine from high school just recently uh, resigned from a position that he had, took care of the course. And now he I just saw that he's working for Coldwell Banker out of Rehoboth. And they'll be here that night, Coldwell Banker. So is the fair open to all Indian River School District students, not just those from Indian River High School? Yeah, you know, because we are... Indian River School District, Indian River High School. And so I didn't want to exclude anyone, you know, so absolutely. I'm advertising it where all Indian River School District uh, students and families are welcome, uh, you know, really targeting, you know, the seniors and, and the juniors more than the freshmen and sophomores. But obviously they are more than welcome to come. Their families are welcome to come as well because there might be some, some parents out there that are looking for, you know, um, some positions as well. But yes, absolutely. Um, all any River School District uh, students and families are welcome to attend. Now, is there a fee to participate or is any type of uh, pre-registration required? No, uh, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to try to avoid. Um, and I've been able to do that. So there's no fee to attend. Uh, there, I didn't charge any of the uh, businesses a fee to pre-register or to reserve a table or anything like that. So um, there, there's free for everyone to attend and participate. So that's the Career and Trade Fair at Indian River High School, uh, mm -hmm. February 23rd at 6 p.m. in the gymnasium. Uh, Greg, where can people get some more information about the event? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So the Indian River School District Facebook page, I believe, has um, the information. Indian River High School uh, website has the information. As soon as you click into the Indian River High School, it's one of the first things that you'll see when you pop up. I believe we're trying to get uh, into the Coastal Point as well, too. And I've uh, been kind of um, going around and putting up some flyers in local businesses as well. Well, that's terrific, Greg. And I want to thank you for uh, taking a few minutes today to tell us about this event. Yeah, not a problem. I, I, I'm really excited. Um, actually, one of the things, uh, if I could just throw another thing out there about it, because I am so excited about this event. With the help of, of H.G. Wilson from Preston Automotive Group, I was talking to him on the phone this morning because he's really excited about the event as well. He kind of gave me the idea to come up with a, uh, a passport. And uh, what we're going to do, Dave, is I've already I went right to work on it. I've created a passport. It's like a one page thing. And uh, I'm going to have a table set up when the students and families enter. And you'll be able to fill out your first and last name, your grade and which school you attend. And all 40 of the businesses are on there. And two sentence direction, it basically says this, students earn a stamp from the businesses by asking questions and engaging in conversation. If you earn 12 stamps, turn in your passport for multiple door prizes. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is it, it, it's, 
it's a way to in, engage um, instead of just having a student kind of walk around and just window shop. Uh, we're trying to give them encouragement and some motivation to engage in conversation. And we're even going to give them a little cheat sheet of what types of questions to ask. H.G. Wilson from Preston is going to donate some oil and lube filters and some car details. And Candy Kitchen is going to bring some gift cards and stuff like that. So it's just another way to kind of uh, make a connection because I know that the the businesses um, are, are hoping to have conversations with the young people that are there that night. Thank you, Greg, for sharing this valuable information, and we hope the fair is a success. On our next episode, we will highlight Girls on the Run, a program that makes an important connection between girls' physical and emotional health as they reach a critical age in their development. I always encourage you know the girls that I see to participate and, and just anyone to participate. And it's just such a wonderful program. It really allows them to go after something that they didn't think they could do many times. And even girls that participate in season after season, when it comes down to the 5K, everyone's nervous. They're like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. And as a, as a team and all of us together and cheering each other on, you know, when they cross that finish line, you see a boost of confidence and that self-esteem like you don't see anywhere else. It's, it's absolutely a joy to watch. It's a program that has caught on not only in the Indian River School District, but nationwide. Look for that episode coming soon. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. To search for episodes on Facebook, Use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District.